Um, and uh, we're going to be going back on some things that we talked about uh, last week. Last week, we spent some time talking about light and understanding. And uh, we're going to be con- picking up with that today. We're going to continue talking about the fact that uh, God wants us to know. God wants us to understand his word. And I believe we're living in a day when the word of God is going to come forth like never before. It's going to come forth to a greater level than ever before. And uh, God wants us to walk in his word. And there's some very important things we need to start to understand and believe. So before we start any major series this year, I've just been spending a bit of time looking at the fact that the word of God shows us that God wants us to know. God wants us to understand. Understanding belongs to us as Christians. Uh, The Bible talks about how a veil was put over the eyes of the understanding of the people in the Old Testament. uh, And it likens that veil to the veil that Moses put over his face. But we saw last week that the Bible says this veil is removed in Christ. Now, there's a lot of people who still teach and who still believe that we cannot know, we cannot understand. But I believe that we need to start realizing that that is not accurate teaching. That is not true. Everything in the New Testament uh, shows us that God wants us to know. God wants us to understand. God wants us to have a greater understanding of his word. So we're going to talk specifically today. I want to look at the will of God, knowing and understanding the will of God. We're going to look at some scriptures because it amazes me still that I meet Christians and I meet ministers who do not believe we can know the will of God. I had a minister say it to me just a few weeks ago uh, in, in, in December toward the end of last year, just, you know, almost making it like there's no way we can really know the will of God. And people use this in the area of things like healing. They use this in the area of getting answered to pr- answered prayer. And, and these, these religious ideas have kept people in bondage. They've kept people bound. They've caused people to, to accept things in their lives that are not of God. People have been deceived into accepting sickness and yielding to it and not fighting and resisting it in prayer uh, and all kinds of things. So I want to look at some scriptures specifically about the will of God. Now, today, it's not just in context of healing, knowing the will of God about healing. We're going to we'll get on to that uh, at, at another stage, but specifically just the whole idea in the New Testament of the will of God. And, and I want you to begin to see that that it is God's plan. It, it brings God pleasure. Uh, It is his desire for us to know and to understand his will. Let me just give you some, a a couple of thoughts here just before we dig into some scriptures. You know, some people have said that um, we cannot know the will of God concerning healing. Now, I'm going to harp on that a little bit. I'm going to hammer that home because, you know, there was a lot of teaching on healing a number of years ago. People began to believe it was God's will that we could be healed. And then right on the back of that, the enemy started bringing in false teaching. And there were even people who once believed in healing, who stopped believing in healing. And and they now believe God wants us to suffer sickness and disease and, 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 and that we can't always know and all kinds of things. But we need to get this back on track. We need to get uh, our understanding accurate and in line with the word and stop believing religious ideas and, and, and the ideas of man that, that are not in line with the, the Bible. We need to hold fast to the word of God. And, and so, you know, if you were to say to most Christians, do we know whether it is God's will for us to sin or not? 
If you were to say, you know, you know, or if I said to you, you know, we just don't know the will of God. We don't really know if if God wants us or doesn't want us to commit adultery and to lie and, and, and to steal. We don't know the will of God. So we can't know whether God wants us to do these things or not. I'm sure if I said that, a lot of Christians would be up in arms. They would begin to say, no, 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 no. God is against those things. God is against sin. He's against lying and stealing and adultery. And it, it amazes me how Christians can, you know, accept the fact that we know what God wants in the area of sin, but we don't know what God wants in any other area. And, and they're confused. And the same people who will tell you, oh, we don't know whether it's God's will to heal, will will tell you, oh, no, no, God's against sin. Well, if they don't know the will of God, how do they know? How do they know what God's against and what God's for if they claim we cannot know the will of God? You see, it, it, what this is, is confusion. These are people who they want to tell people we cannot know the will of God in the area of getting our prayers answered, God's uh, healing and, and getting our needs met. But they'll but they'll accept that we can know the will of God in other areas. And, and, and they don't realize that they are they, they're, they're confused. They're, they're, they're not they're not accurately representing the word of God. And there's many other areas as well. So we're going to look at some things. I want us to begin to see God wants you to know. Knowing, understanding is part of the benefit of the New Testament. It is for every Christian to know and understand. And like we said last week, to have light and, and uh, understanding and wisdom concerning the things of God. If, if you're just joining us, welcome. I'm seeing names pop up. Uh, good to see you all, and, and, and I'll make some comments. If anyone comments and says things, I'll try to respond. But otherwise, I'm going to focus on teaching some things. Yeah. So, like I said, some people say we cannot know the will of God. And often these Christians use this whole idea of the sovereignty of God. Oh, no, God's a sovereign God. He can do whatever he wants. And, and they, they almost use that to justify saying almost anything about God. We're going to look at that a little bit tonight, and I'm going to show you that actually the sovereignty of God is God's right to do whatever he wants to. And God chose to reveal his will. That's what he wanted to do. He did that because he wanted to. In his sovereignty, he revealed his will. And people who resist his will are resisting his sovereign choice to show his will to us. <laughs> That'll make sense in a minute. See, all the people who are claiming the sovereignty of God and all kinds of other things as their justification for not knowing the will of God are actually not presenting things accurately. They are resisting the sovereignty of God. They are resisting what God has chosen to do and what he wants to do in our lives. So let's look at some scriptures. Let's begin to see. I remember last week I said that, that Jesus talked about people who were blind. Even people, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they read the word, they studied the word, they thought they knew the word of God, but Jesus said they were blind. And they were blind leaders of the blind. And because they were blind and they were leading the blind, they were all going to fall in a ditch. In other words, they were not going to the right place. We need to make sure we're not following blind ideas about God. We are following people who have light, revelation, wisdom, and understanding from the word of God. Because we don't want to get fall in a ditch. We want to walk in more of the, the, the things that God has for us. So let's let's go to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. 
Let's look at some things God said about his will. Now, as I said, I'm, uh, last week and this week, I'm laying some groundwork for some of the things I'm going to start a series on soon. But I just want people to have real clarity about the fact that we can know, we can understand, we can know the will of God. You can have absolute certainty, absolute confidence in what God's will is in different areas. And, and, and uh, I believe, hopefully, uh, once you hear some things we're going to talk about tonight, that you'll start to have confidence and certainty about that as well. So Ephesians chapter one, hopefully me talking there for a few minutes gave you a chance to look it up because I do encourage people in these Bible studies to look up the scriptures because I want you to see this in the word for yourself. Ephesians chapter one and verse nine says this. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Now, I'm going to break this down phrase by phrase because I want this to become, come, come out very clear today. So it, it, it refer, this verse talks about the mystery of his will. Now, you see, there's a lot of people that still think the will of God is a mystery. And, 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 and again, like I said, religious people, oh, we can never know. His ways are mysterious. And, 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 and there's still some people who see, who see the will of God as a complete mystery and say all kinds of things. You know, just because a, f- a phrase sounds deep and spiritual doesn't mean it is in line with the word of God. There's all kinds of things people say that sound deep. They sound spiritual, but they're contrary to the Bible. We need to make sure if we say things, they're in line with the word and not just a deep sounding statement. Okay, so he refers to in this verse, the mystery of his will. And and, and what I want you to see, though, is this verse is not about saying the, the will of God is still a mystery. This verse is about saying it is no longer a mystery. There was a time when God's will was a mystery. There was a time when we couldn't know. There was a time when people didn't know. But that all changed in Christ. We saw last week the veil of understanding, the veil of blindness that was blocking people's understanding is removed in Christ. So the things that were a mystery are no longer a mystery. Now, if if somebody still feels the will of God is a mystery, then they haven't tapped into what's available to us in Christ. Now, let's see this. So he refers to the mystery of his will. But even more than that, what, what does he tell us about this mysterious will of God? But Ephesians 1, 9, if you're just joining us, says this, having made known to us the mystery of his will. In other words, he has made it known. So if he's made it known, it is no longer a mystery. It was a mystery before it was made known, but it's now solved. (laughs) It's no longer a mystery. He has made known to us the mystery of his will. And over and over in the New Testament, you see this idea of God has made known to us. He has revealed to us. He wants us to understand. It's no longer a mystery. Now, the wonderful thing, you know, Ephesians chapter one, I love this whole chapter because Ephesians chapter one is rich with truths about what we have available to us in Christ. But another underlying idea in Ephesians chapter one is what God did for us over and over again. You'll say he predestined us. He made us acceptable. He did this for us. He, by his grace, the whole of Ephesians chapter one is not about what I've done. It's about what he did. 
He decided to do these things. He initiated all of this that he's describing in Ephesians 1. Now say that because it's important, because I want you to realize that when it says that he, when it says having made known to us the mystery of his will, this is something God decided to do. Nobody forced God. Nobody made God do this. He revealed his will to us because he wanted us to know. He wanted us to understand. It was never his desire that his will be a mystery to us. It it was not his desire that his will, that we be in the dark concerning his will. So he initiated what we're reading here. This came from him. Nobody blackmailed God to do this. Nobody forced God to do something against his will. He decided that I want to make known my will to those who are in Christ. Okay, He initiated this. Now notice the next part of what he says in this verse. Okay, Ephesians 1.9. Having made known to us. So he made it known. What did he make known? The mystery of his will. So it's no longer a mystery anymore. Now look at the next phrase. According to his good pleasure. According to his good pleasure. In other words, you put it simply, it pleased him. It made him happy. It gave him pleasure and joy to make known his will. There's nothing in this about God saying, no, 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 I don't want them to know my will. I'm going to hide my will from them. I don't want them to understand my will. In other words, it was the exact opposite. It gave God pleasure. It was according to his good pleasure that he made known to us his will. It pleased him. That word pleasure there in the Greek, it it has to do with choice. It has to do with desire and satisfaction. In other words, it satisfied God to let us know what his will is. It, 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 It fulfilled his desire. He wanted it this way. Not only that, choice. It was his choice. He chose to reveal to us in Christ his will. He didn't want it to remain a mystery anymore. He wanted it known. So those people who say we cannot know the will of God, I don't know where they're getting that from because they're not getting it from the Bible, especially not the New Testament. They're getting that from religious ideas. They're getting that from man's theologies. Man's ideas have been pushed upon us through through a couple of thousand years of religious Christianity that have led people to believe we cannot know what God wants. We cannot know whether God wants to answer our prayer. We cannot know whether God wants to heal us. And people have accepted these lies, and they've even been lulled into a place of believing that this is what God wants. They have been deceived to believe that God wants us in the dark. They've almost been deceived to think that it takes more faith for us to trust God when we don't know. Now, I'm going to say something about that in a minute. I'm going to say this, uh, that the less you know, the less submitted you will be to God. People think, well, you know, I don't know the will of God, so I'm just going to submit and I'm just going to yield to what's going on in my life. And I'm just going to the will of the Lord be done. Whatever challenges, whatever problems, it must be the will of God. So they yield to it. They submit to it, thinking they are submitting to the will of God when, in fact, they're not submitting to the will of God. They are submitting to things that are contrary to God. Because their ignorance, their lack of knowledge of the will of God is causing them to submit to things in their life that God does not want there. 
I'm going to show you scripture on that in a minute. But let's finish off on the phrases here in Ephesians 1.9. It says, let's read this again. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, made him happy. I don't know about you, but I want to make God happy. And if it makes God happy for me to know his will, if it brings him pleasure for me to know his will, then I'm going to make sure I know his will. <laughs> if God says it pleased me, it gave me pleasure to make known your will. And I'm going to say, God, then the will of the Lord, I want to know because I want to please God. Okay. Notice this next phrase, which he purposed in himself. I'm breaking this down because each phrase has something to say to us. Okay, which he purposed in himself. In other words, he decided to do this. This was his determination. He purposed, he made up his mind. When you purpose something in yourself, you decide something. You, de you make a determination. I am going to do this. Okay, so this is saying inside himself, God purposed. He, ma he made a determination. I am going to reveal my will to them because I want them to know it. In other words, it was an act of the divine sovereignty of God to make his will known. This is where I'm going to come back to this idea of the sovereignty of God, because we it has been pushed at us in the church that we have to just yield to and accept all kinds of mess in our lives because, well, it must be the will of the Lord and he's a sovereign God and he can do whatever he likes. And, pe and because people are in the dark and they're blind. They're submitting to things, thinking that it's God putting it there. And they're just saying, what's the sovereignty of God? If he wants to answer my prayer, he'll answer my prayer. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Okay. This says here, he purposed in himself. In other words, he decided because he is a sovereign God, because he can do whatever he wants to do. He decided that the thing he wants to do was make his will known. He didn't want us to be in the dark. So in his sovereignty, he revealed his will. And he said, I want you to know my will. That is my sovereign choice. My right as God to reveal my will. So here it is. I reveal it to you. Now, people who then say, well, we can't know the will of God are resisting the sovereignty of God. They're claiming they're yielding to it. No, no, no. They're resisting it. His sovereignty made his will known. So when we say, well, you know, in the sovereignty of God, I just don't know. And we can't know the will of God. No, they are not submitted to the sovereignty of God. They are resisting the sovereignty of God. They are opposing what God wanted to do. See, if you respect the sovereignty of God, then you respect what he wants to do. And if he says, I want to make my will known, you say, yes, Lord God, you make your will known and I'll go with it. You're a sovereign God. You can do whatever you want to. And if you decide you purpose in yourself that you want to make your will known, you go right ahead and I'm going to submit to that and I'm going to accept. I can know your will because in your sovereignty, you have decided to reveal your will to me. <laughs> okay. So all of this idea that the sovereignty of God, we don't know. No, 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 no. It is the opposite. People who are saying we cannot know the will of God are resisting what God himself decided to do. He wanted his church, his people to have understanding, to have knowledge, to have wisdom of his ways and of his will. So if we reject that, if God says, I want you to know my will. And if we reject that and say, oh, we can't know your will, we are resisting God. We are resisting him. I don't want to do that. 
And all these people that are going around teaching blind ideas, saying that we all, you know, and they're acting pious and spiritual, acting almost like they are in some cloud, like they know more than everybody else. And they, oh, we can't know the will of God. It is a sovereign God. And what they don't realize is they are re resisting the sovereignty of God. And they are pushing lies in the church. God wants us to know. He decided, he purposed in himself. He made a decision. I want you to know my will. So that means you need to say, okay, God, I am going to yield to you. I'm going to submit to your sovereignty. I'm going to submit to your lordship. And I'm going to say, if you want me to know your will, I am going to know your will. And I believe I can. Amen. Let's look at another scripture. Colossians chapter one. Colossians chapter one. Colossians chapter one. Oh, I've written verse. Actually, it's verse 26. I want Colossians chapter one, verse 26. Says the mystery. Well, there we are back to the mystery again. Okay, remember, we saw, saw the mystery of his will. Yeah, he's talking about the mystery again. The mystery which has been hidden. Remember, it says that his will was a mystery. Well, here Paul is talking about the mystery which had has been hidden. It was hidden up until this time. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations. Notice this now. He doesn't stop there and say, oh, well, we just have to accept it's all hidden and we'll never know. Doesn't stop there. He says it has been hidden, but now has been revealed to his saints. That's us, the saints of the church. The mystery, the things that people were in the dark about, the will of God and the things of God that we, that, that, that we thought we could never know. These things have been revealed to us, to his saints. Now, notice verse 27 to them. In other words, to the saints, God willed. Well, there's the will of God. If God willed something, then it was his choice. He made a decision. God willed. To make known. It was his will to make it known. Now, different English translations don't use the word will there, so I'm going to give you the Greek. Okay? I'm reading from the New King James. It says, God willed to make known. In other words, it was his will, it was his decision, it was an act of his will. We said, I want to make things known to them. Okay? That word willed, God willed, it's, it's the Greek word that means choice. It means determined. In other words, to make a determination. So I'm fidgeting here because my foot's gone numb. So if you keep seeing it moving, it's because my foot's decided the way I'm sitting, it's gone numb. <laughs> okay. Um, here we go back to that. God willed, God determined to make a determination. All right. To determine inside himself. That's the same thing as we saw in Ephesians. Okay. That phrase, God willed, also means to take delight in or to have pleasure in. This is the same idea we saw in Ephesians. It, 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 it says that God, it, he, he took delight in and he made a choice and he made a determination that I want to make my will known to my people. In other words, that's his sovereignty again. In his sovereignty, it is it is God's sovereign right to do anything he wants to do. I agree with that. But in his right to do whatever he wants to do, what he decided to do was reveal his will. That's what he decided to do. 
And he made that choice. So now when I cooperate with that and I say, okay, I can know the will of God. I'm not resisting God. I'm not being bold and arrogant. I'm cooperating with him and what he decided to, to do. People who are resisting it, those are the ones resisting God. People are saying we can't know. Those are the ones that are resisting him. But they have had a dominant voice in the church. They have pushed their ideas, religious ideas, man's ideas that have formed out of blindness to the word of God. That have deceived people, led people down the wrong path to believe we can't know the things of God. I'm here to stand up and, and I'm here to boldly declare we can. And as a teacher of the word of God, I know in my heart that teaching is about to come forth at a greater level than ever before in the body of Christ. The word of God is going to raise up into a higher standard. And we're going to, the light of the word of God is going to start shattering more religious ideas that have taken dominance in the church. It's time. It's time for this to happen. It's time for the standard of the word of God to be raised up and for all these wrong ideas that keep filtering back into the church to be kicked out once and for all and for us to believe what the word says. Amen. It is the will of God to make the will of God known. <laughs> it is God's will for us to know his will. <laughs> okay. Now, it is, in other words, the opposite is true as well. It is not God's will that we do not know his will. It is not the will of God that we don't know. He decided, I want to make it known. So not knowing is going against the will of God. All of these people who say, oh, well, we don't know, you know, we don't, we can never know, we don't know, and, but we're just going to go with the will of God. No, 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 what they don't realize is they're not knowing is going against the will of God. They are going in the opposite direction to the will of God by pushing the idea that we cannot know. It is against, it is opposite to the will of God to say that we cannot know. Not knowing is contrary to his will. And if you've, as a Christians, we should want to be yielded to the will of God. We should want to, we should want to submit our lives in every area to the will of God. We should say, God, if you want me to know, then I want to know. If you, if you, if you want me to see things, I want to see them. So we need to begin to accept it is the will of God for me to know and see and understand. And these verses that we've read so far show us this. Okay, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 17. Let's read this one again concerning the will of God. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 17. Very simple, just a short verse. It says this, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Again, this, 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 see, if we couldn't know the will of God, why would Paul say, understand the will of God? He's telling us to understand the will of God there. If we couldn't know the will of God, we wouldn't be able to obey the scripture. We'd have to live in disobedience to the scripture because we'd have to say, well, you know, we can't know the will of God. So how can I obey the scripture? No, he, is, he says here, this is an instruction. Don't be unwise and understand the will of the Lord. So in other words, we can. We can. God wants us to know. We are supposed to find out. Okay. I'm going to repeat what I've just said. It is the will of God that we know his will. But it is against the will of God. It is not the will of God that we do not know his will. That is clear in the scriptures. All right. So it's time for all these ideas that people have pushed saying we can't know the will of God. It's time for those to, to 
Be quiet in the church. Stop listening to those wrong voices. Stop, start listening to what the word is saying. Start hearing what God is saying and start receiving. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Now, I'm, I'm spending last week and this week, my focus is on knowing, understanding, light. Specifically this week, knowing the will of God. I want us to come to the place where we are absolutely confident and assured in our hearts that we can know. God's not trying to keep anything from you. Religion is trying to blind people and keep things from you. Religious Christianity is trying to blind people. But God is not. It is his pleasure. It is his good pleasure. He determined inside of himself by his own, an act of his own right and his own sovereignty to reveal his will to us. So cooperate with that and go with it. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. Ephesians 4, verse 17 and 18. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. Um, I think most Christians would probably agree with that statement. He says, do not walk like the unsaved. In other words, the rest of the Gentiles are the ones who haven't received. He's, this is an instruction. He says, don't walk like the, like the world. Most Christians will agree with that. I say, oh, no, 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 we mustn't go the way of the world. Let's look at specifically what he is referring to here. He's not just referring to anything. He says, no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. In other words, the unsaved in the futility of their mind. He's not talking about their actions, their sins, their behaviors. He's talking about the way they think. Don't be like them in the futility of their mind. Now, let's read on verse 18. What specifically is he referring to about their mind and their understanding? Having their understanding darkened. Darkness in their understanding. In other words, not having light. Light is revelation we saw last week. Not, not understanding the things and the ways of God. The focus here, when he says don't walk like the Gentiles walk, he is saying don't walk in blindness of understanding concerning the things of God. In other words, we should be walking in the opposite. We should walk in the light of understanding. Notice this. He says this going on. He says, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. That word alienated means separated. It means their ignorance, the blindness that, that, and the darkness in their understanding separated them from the life of God. Now, he's telling us, this is an instruction to us, don't be like them. Don't have your understanding darkened. In other words, if you are like them, if your understanding is darkened and you do not see and you do not understand, then the same thing will happen to you. You will be separated from the life of God. And everything that God wants you to be walking in, in his life. A lot of Christians have, 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 have been like that. They have lived. Yes, they're born again. I'm not saying they're not going to heaven. But as they live out the Christian life, they are not benefiting from the flow of God's life into their lives because of the darkness in their understanding. God wants there to be a flow of his life into our lives. And that is going to come as we walk in light, revelation and understanding. Saying, don't be like the Gentiles and walk in darkness of understanding. Now, why? He continues here, being alienated from the life of God. Now he uses the phrase because of. Because means this is the reason. 
This is the reason they are alienated. They are separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Ignorance. Ignorance means not knowing, not understanding. So it's following the same thought, the same idea that the darkness in their understanding, it's produced ignorance. And that ignorance has separated them from everything that God has for them. Because of, in other words, this is the reason, because of the ignorance that is in them. And then he uses that phrase, because of, again, because of the blindness of their heart. In other words, because of the blindness of their heart, they are in ignorance. And because they are in ignorance, and uh, they are being separated from everything that God's got for them. And he's t- this verse is about saying, don't be like them. In other words, if he is saying, don't be like them, don't be ignorant, don't be blind in your heart, he's saying we should be the opposite. We should have light of understanding in our heart. We should have knowledge and understanding. And the more we have, the more we will not, rather than being separated from everything, the life of God, we will be connected to and have the flow of the life of God. Christians have underestimated the importance of teaching, the importance of knowledge, the importance of understanding the word and the ways of God. And, 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 and that's why we're in a time now. This is you're going to see you just what you just wait and see. Watch over the next year, the next year or two. Teaching is going to come back into emphasis and there's going to be a much greater revelation and understanding of the word of God that's coming forth. The word of God is going to is about to come forth like it's never has to a level because this is preparing us for the things that God's got next for the church. Amen. And God wants us to begin to realize it's time for the blindness, the blinders to be taken off. It's time for us to start stepping into a full understanding and to stop letting lies and ignorance creep back into the church, but to start yielding to the word of God and what God is saying. And I believe we're going to start seeing that. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. I want you guys to get even more excited about teaching and knowledge and understanding than you ever have. And start stirring it up and start spreading this and start saying to other people, we need to value, we need to hunger for teaching of the word of God. That's why I do this. This is why I'm putting the word of God out. And, 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 and there's even going to be more going out soon. I'll give you some more information about that in just a minute. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 and, uh, well, verse 1 to 3. But although he's talking about Israel. Um, verse 2, in fact, Romans chapter 10 and verse 2. Um, he's just said it's his prayers, desire for Israel to be saved. So he's talking about Israel. And then in verse two, he says, I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Now, zeal has got to do with passion. Or you could even say they're sincere, they're hungry, they're passionate for God. But he says their zeal is not according to knowledge. Uh, you see, there's a lot of Christians that are hungry for God, but they lack knowledge. And they don't realize that their lack of knowledge is a big problem. It's not enough to just be zealous for God. It's not enough to be hungry for God. You can be zealous and hungry for God. But if you don't know the truth, you can run off in the wrong direction, chasing after God, thinking you're running after God and you're not. You're running after the wrong thing. Your zeal can be misguided by lack of knowledge. So it's good to have zeal. But it's good to have knowledge and understanding, too, so that your zeal is channeled correctly. So he says here, they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Now, notice verse three. 
he, pick, he continues on with this idea of the lack of knowledge. And he says this, for they being ignorant, being ignorant. Now, ignorant there, it means not knowing, not understanding, or even it means to be wrong. They were wrong. They didn't know. They didn't understand. And this is, there's a lot of Christians in this position right now. They're still ignorant. They don't know. They don't understand. And a lot of them believe we can't know and we can't understand because they believe lies that we can't know the will of God. We cannot know the ways of God. That's not true. We started today's teaching showing you that it was God's good pleasure to make his will known. He chose to do that. He wanted us to know. Okay. But let's continue on. For they, Romans chapter 10, verse 3, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness. See, when you're ignorant of God's way of doing things, you're going to go about it your own way. And a lot of people are doing it. They're ignorant of the way God wants to do something. See, not knowing God's will is not going to make you a better Christian. According to this, ignorance caused them to do things their own way. There are a lot of people that are, that are going about Christianity their way, thinking they're submitted to their lack of knowledge of the will of God. So, oh, we can't know the will of God, so we're just going to yield and we're just going to submit. And we just, you know, we can't know, we can't understand. And in their ignorance, they're going about things the wrong way. This, this, this verse is, is, is that same idea. Because they were ignorant, they did not know. They tried to do things their own way. Now, notice the next phrase, and have not submitted to the righteousness of God. Because they were ignorance, they were not submitted to, to the righteousness of God or to the way that God wanted to do things. That word submit is important. Now, I'm going to, come to, I'm going to say something about that in a moment. But, but, but um, you know, a lot of, when it comes to the will of God, a lot of people say things like this, religious people. Well, you know. We can't know the will of God, so we're just going to submit. We're just going to yield. We're, we're going to yield to God, to the Lord. That is a contradictory phrase. You cannot submit to God in ignorance. Now, you might submit to something. You're just not going to submit to God. There are a lot of people that are yielding and submitting to sickness because they are accepting that it, that, that God, that it must be what God wants in their lives. And say, we can't know the will of God, so we're just going to submit to this problem. It must be the will of the Lord. God must have some divine plan. See, if you are ignorant, if you don't know, you're going to end up submitting to things that are not, are not of God. Things that you should be resisting, things that you should be standing against, things that you should be realizing, this is not what God wants in my life. Therefore, I'm not going to yield to it. But wrong teaching has taught people, has trained people that lack of knowledge of God's will is a good thing. Oh, we can't know the will of God, you know, so we're just going to submit. And then they, they say phrases to them that sound very submissive. The will of the Lord be done. We don't know the will of the Lord. So whatever will be, whatever's happening in my life must be the will of the Lord. So we'll, we're just going to submit and yield to it. Okay. Notice this. Being ignorant, they have not submitted. In other words, you cannot submit to the things of God in ignorance. Because if you're in ignorance, you're going to submit to the wrong thing. The only way you can truly submit to the will 
All right. Now that word have not submitted. I looked this up in the Greek. It's an interesting word because actually it's it's originally uh, one of the ways it was used was a military term to submit. And, and it's got to do with um, organizing a group of troops under a commander and those troops being submitted to the authority of that commander. All right. So, so when it says they have not submitted, that it also means to, to be obedient. In other words, by being ignorant, they were not obedient to, they were not subject to, they were not yielded to the command and authority of God. So religion, religion has, has pushed at us the idea that we cannot know the will of God, but, we, but we're going to submit to it anyway. That's contrary to the Bible. You can't. You cannot submit to the will of God if you don't know it. And because of that, people have been yielding to things that are not of God, thinking it is of God. People have yielded to problems. They have yielded to attack in their lives, things that the enemy has brought in, sickness, disease. They have accepted in their, it in their lives with the idea, well, we can't know the will of God. The will of the Lord be done. But this verse shows ignorance is not a good thing in the things of God. Not knowing the will of God is not going to make you more spiritual. It's going to cause you to go the wrong direction in your zeal. The only way we can walk in the right path and be truly submitted to the will of God is to know the will of God and to know and understand the things of God clearer and better than we have up until now. So those people who claim we cannot know the will of God, there is no basis for that in Scripture. Those, those ideas of man, that, that, that theology that has pushed these ideas that we cannot know, that vast portions of the church still think that. Many of them sincere Christians. I'm not saying they're bad Christians. They are sincere. They really do love God. They go to church. They want to know, but, but they've been taught we can't know. And they've accepted that. It's time for them to begin to see and understand. No, God wants you to know. The word of God is available and God has chosen to make known his things and his word to us. The more blinded people are, you're only going to produce blindness in other people. And we don't want to be blind. God does not want us to be blind. It's time for us to know. It's time for us to begin to know and understand. Okay. Now I've got some other things that 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 I've got your notes. I'm just jumping through. Let's just let me just show you a few things related to. That. I said at the start of today that all of these people who claim we cannot know the will of God, usually in reference to sickness or problems in their lives. If I if I said to them, well, you know, if we, if we can't know the will of God, then clearly we don't know whether it's God's will if a person sins or not. They'll say, oh, no, 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 God's against sin. Well, how do you know if you say we don't know the will of God? How can you claim anything about God if you claim we can't know his will? How can you boldly say God's against adultery if you've just told me a breath before that we can't know the will of God? How can you say God's against lying if a breath before you've just told me we can never know the will of God? If you can't know the will of God, then you really can't know anything. You can't even say God's against sin. And we know from the word. Oh, let me put it this way. How do we know that God is against sin? Because he showed us in his word. His word revealed his will. What God tells us reveals things to us. When God talks about things, when he gives instructions, that shows his will. 
Well, just like it's that way in the area of, of, of sin, it's like that in any other area. We can know the will of God in the area of healing and the area of answered prayer if we'll hear his word. Let's, let's look at a couple of things. We're in Ephesians. Hopefully you're looking at some things with us. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 1. Ephesians 1 and verse 1. Many people jump over the introductory verses of books of the Bible because they just think it's the greetings. There's some revelation in, in, in verse 1, verse 2, verse 3 of many of the books of the Bible. Ephesians 1 and verse 1. I love how Paul starts this book. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Well, here's a question. Did Paul know the will of God? He must have done he has just stated, I'm an apostle by the will of God. Now, if, if, it, if, if we could not know the will of God, then there's no way Paul could know that. And yet he states it. He knew that the will of God was for him to be an apostle. So he clearly knew the will of God. What about, what about should, should we as Christians love one another? Are we supposed to love each other? Is it God's will that we love each other? Simple question. Does God want us to forgive each other? Well, most Christians will agree. Yeah, God wants us to love. God, God wants God. Sorry, God wants us to love. I thought you said we couldn't know the will of God. Then how do you know God wants you to love? How do you know God wants you to forgive? Because want has got to do with will. If we can't know the will of God, then how can you possibly know God wants us to love each other and God wants us to forgive each other? Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, but in that area we can. No, no. Who are you to decide? We can know his will in some areas and we can't know it in other areas. Any, so let's ask my original question. How do we know it is God's will for us to love each other? Because it's in his word. His word tells us. His word tells us to forgive each other. So how do we know God wants us to forgive? How do we know God wants us to love each other? Because of what his word says. His word reveals his will. So the will of God is found in the word of God. Here's another one. In the garden, in the book of Genesis, in the garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, God gave them an instruction. Do not eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So here's a question. Was it God's will for them to eat or not to eat? Do we know? Is it possible for us to know whether God wanted them to eat or God did not want them to eat that fruit? How? How could we know? Well, we know because of what God said. God said to them, don't eat it. So obviously he didn't want, didn't want, that's his will, didn't want them to eat it. So in what God said, he revealed his will. So if you want to know the will of God, you find out what God says in his word, in his word. In the things that he has said, he reveals his will. What about, you know, some of these people probably argue over in other areas. But what about salvation? What about being saved? Can we know whether it's God's will to save people or not the bible says jesus came god so loved the the world that he sent his son jesus was sent for everybody in fact there is even a scripture which says god is not willing that any should perish okay 
Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Go everywhere. So he sent Jesus for everybody. He told us to go to preach to everybody. So can we know whether it's God's will to save people or not? Well, of course we can, because he sent Jesus for everybody. His word told us, go preach it to everybody. And he even says in his word, God is not willing that any should perish. Now, if we choose to reject what he says and we resist that and we say, oh, no, no, we can't know whether it's God's will to save people, then the problem is not we don't know the will of God. The problem is you're not listening and you're not obeying and not yielding to the will of God. But we know his will from his word, from what he said. It's, the, it's like that in the area of sin. It's like that in the area of forgiveness. It's like that in the area of love. It's like that in the area of any other thing in the word of God. And it's like that in the area of healing. It's like that in the area of your answered prayer. It's like that in the area of having your needs met. How can we know the will of God? By what he has revealed, by what he has said. So when we so when we boldly stand up and we begin to say the word of God says this, so we know it is God's will to do this. We're not being arrogant. We're not resisting God. We're not going against the sovereignty of God like religious Christians claim. We are cooperating with the sovereignty of God because we are cooperating with what God has revealed and said. So I want you to, to, to know and understand today is about understanding the will of God. In a sense, the general will of God. Some people might see that title and think, you know, the, the specifics of God's plan for my life. Well, that's another subject, you know, if, knowing if God, what God wants you to do. But specifically, the things that are revealed in his word. If God, God reveals healing, if God reveals answered prayer, then we can know his will. And, it, uh, and, and I want every one of us to, to start this year with an absolute confidence and understanding that we can know. It's amazing how even Christians have heard the word of God. Religious ideas still creep in there and people begin to get uncertain about even some of these simple foundational things about whether we can really know. But go back to the opening scripture that, that we started tonight back up on. Let me read that again. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1 9, which says this, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. It, it, it gave God pleasure. He made a determination. It was his choice. It was his sovereign choice, his own right to make the decision that I want to make my will known. So start this year with the confidence and the belief that I can walk in the light, I can walk in knowledge, I can walk in understanding, and I can know with absolute certainty the will of God. See, people, people get, I've had people get really offended at me when I, when, I, when, I, when, when, when I boldly declare what I believe the will of God is concerning something like healing. Now, and, and, and immediately, oh, no, no, you can't know. And they constantly want to push this idea at us that we cannot know. And they think that makes them more spiritual and they think it makes them more yielded to God. It doesn't. Ignorance will cause you to submit to the wrong thing, but it will not make you more submissive to God. If you want to be more submitted to the will of God, then you've got to know. That's what we saw in Romans. Okay. So I just want to encourage you today. Now we're going to, next week, we're going to start a series. I will put some um, information up about that series, but it's all going to start from this foundation that, we, that we've laid this week and last week about knowing and understanding and absolute certainty that we can know and understand some things. And the other thing I just wanted to mention to everyone before we finish tonight is I have finally got the podcast set up. 
they are set up. I'm, I'm going to, I've already put two up. Um, I haven't yet got them properly into the different feeds um, like Apple and Google and all the different places where you can listen to pop podcasts, but th those will get submitted in this week. But I have recorded the first few. They're actually up on my website, the first two. They're short, 10, 15 minutes each podcast on a different subject to what I teach on here. So it's a separate series. Um, I'm going to record some more tomorrow. And once I've got about three or three or four of them up, which I will have by tomorrow or Thursday, then I'll start promoting them on the Facebook page and start putting information out about those so that people can start listening to even more word, can start getting a hold of even more. So those, those are now ready to go. Those will start um, probably from, from later on in this week. You'll start seeing information go up on the Facebook page about where you can start finding the podcasts. So um, thank you all for joining us. Let's just, let me just pray for all of you again, just before we finish off here. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for everything we've seen and we've learned tonight. And we're excited about that. We receive that, Father God. We receive everything that you've said. And Father, I thank you that we can know your will. It is your pleasure for us to know your will. You want us to know, to understand. And you decided that, that, that you wanted it that way. So we yield to that and we realize we can know your will. We can understand the things of God. And we're excited about that. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And I have seen a number of comments here, different people, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord, and, and on, on both on Facebook and on YouTube. So thank you for all the comments. I don't see any specific questions, just people agreeing with things. So um, thank you for that. I appreciate everybody sharing these as well and just inviting other people to come and listen uh, to, to get more word of God out there. Uh, so um, bless you all. And we will be back again next week with, with a new series and uh, into some exciting things that God's got for us uh, next. So thank you. And I thank you. Bless you all and trust you all have a very good week. Amen. Welcome to our online Bible study. Um,